the Comedy Couch right. with Dennis Hensley. And Tony Tripoli. Welcome, welcome. We're so glad to have you here with us. It's been a while. It's been a while. but um, You've been getting podcasts pretty regularly, but the truth is we did we most of those a month ago. We hoarded them. Yeah. And so today is actually uh, March 15th. Yes, it is. And uh, Dennis returned to Los Angeles from New York City. The Big Easy. Uh, yeah, exactly. The birth of the blues. Right. And um, and he was here for uh, just for a quick day and a half. And we're about yes. to go chev it up. We're going to chev it up. And then we're going to take you. What's up with El Machino? Is it a person now, or what is it at Chevy's? Is it it's they've refangled it? Well, it's a new El Machino that's not dirty and rusty. And produces more tortillas per minute. Don't know what I, I don't know how I, I know. feel about that. I know that's not. I want a dirty, down. rusty El Pacino, yeah. but no, I want t- I want Chevy's. a tetanus shot uh, yeah. along with my my carb overload. Right, I'm totally down with that. I it's going to be great because I haven't had Chevy's in two days because wow. I had it on Friday night before I flew here with a friend of ours named Matt. That is awesome. So, but Chevy's in New York costs a fortune, and well, they tell you the calories. Is. Fajitas were twenty plus dollars. That's because New York is full of Jews. That's right, and they and also they tell you the calories. So I don't that's know that. bad news. They yeah, tell if you, I wanted to know that, yeah. I, I'd be eating at you know El Pollo Loco or something. Exactly, it's bad. So I uh, have a revelation. What's that? I realized that I am a kinder person than Kathy Griffin. Well, how did that ha- How did you realize that? <laughs> now, it's uh, it's funny that we're mentioning her name. This is podcast, what, number six or seven? Right. And we haven't mentioned her. And obviously, most, a lot of people know that we used to be, you know, in the inner sanctum. We were her main gaze and all of that. And then we That's had the, what it said on the Chiron. The disastrous falling out. And we haven't spoken in years. Um, but I realized I'm a kinder person than Kathy Griffin, and here's why. I was talking I was talking to myself about what should we talk about on the podcast right. tonight, and um, my uh, boyfriend and I broke up. Right. Actually, you left on uh, Sunday the 15th of February, and we broke up Monday the 16th. Well, that's when it all came crashing t- down, was right. the day after you left. Um, wow. And it was, it's been a really, really horrible time. And then, uh, I finally broke down and was like, I miss him so much and called him and we went out again, uh, this week and he was horrible and really cold and not at all interested in reconciling. And so now I guess I'm over it. He was going through the emotions. Um, okay. And so I realized that I'm better than Kathy Griffin because I'm not going to take advantage of my platform here to talk about to it? talk badly about him <laughs> like she did when she went on larry king and said terrible things and any a, n- a number of other shows when her marriage ended right so i'm not going to do that so i don't know if you can hear me but i'm up here on the high road right and so you're not talking no so there you go i'm yeah. not even gonna i'm not gonna you know say anything disparaging about him even though it's entirely his fault and also, he's a big fan of the Comedy Couch podcast. I'm pretty and sure he's not listening anymore. Yeah, he's done. I'm guessing he he's unsubscribed. unsubscribed. Wow. <laughs> it would be a guess. I don't I know. I felt a chill go through my body the other day, and I think it was the moment that he unsubscribed. <laughs> like somebody walking over your tomb. So, yeah. So, so that was miserable. It's a horrible thing oh, to go through. I'm so sorry. Um, and I wasn't there. And... It's, I'm kind of glad that you weren't here, though, because I was able to just come home every night and just lay on the Comedy Couch. Which, let me just say, the comedy couch has not been a load of laughs this past month. (laughs) I thought I... It's a tear-stained couch at this point. 
Well, um, I fell down over there once in tears. Remember that in the corner I, of that rug? Yeah, that was a wow. That, that was I didn't a think you were day. in the. <laughs> that was a bad day. Wow, and hello, and but the economy's doing well. So, Yay! Wow. But Good here, work. okay, this is how I know. I think I might be getting over it. How I saw a guy at the gym today, this afternoon, right, and. We were both running on treadmills. Right. And we were sort of like, he was ahead of me. Going and nowhere a, fast. Yeah. He was ahead of me and like four treadmills over. So, I, you know, he was in my, whatever, yeah. line of vision. But he could also see me fairly easily because we were almost side by side. Right. Anyway, the point is I kept imagining that our treadmills were facing one another and we were running through a field right. toward one another because he was really handsome and Latin and, and just – and really, really very sexy, and I was actually, you know, distracted by him, right? And I thought, well, that's a good sign, right? right. The healing has begun. Well, I thought of this. I don't think that straight people have to deal with this particular phenomenon. I think Which this is, is something that is specific to gays and right. lesbians, but probably more so gay men. Right. As it turned out, we both ended up – after we were on our treadmills, then I didn't see him for a while – because I think he had started sort of sooner than I. But anyway, right. uh, we ended up in the locker room at okay. the same, same time. And needless to say, our lockers were literally like one locker apart. Yeah, that's the way it always is. And so he, you know, changed clothes. Right. And I, you know, so I saw him naked because it was sort of like, it's like an unavoidable. It wasn't like I snuck right. a peek. Right. But when he pulled his pants down, it was, I think... I think the largest flaccid penis I've ever seen in my life. I really? Think. I, I really do. That's so unfair. Well, and so here's the deal. It's sort of like, it's kind of, you know, you go through all that horror, that like right. intimidating stuff and like, oh, well, am I, you know, whatever, right. like, you know, I don't know if he's, you know, shower slash grower. I'm not sure. He how, doesn't have to he, be. Whatever. Um, but so I just, I kind of in that moment was, well, I was struck by a number of thoughts. It's like moment. Christmas coming in March. Well, but I kind of thought straight people don't ever have to deal with this. Right. The straight, you know what I mean? Unless like, they're nudists. And then they see the candy in advance. But only, that's guess. very rare. No, you're right. But I just thought that was interesting to talk about. Like, that's a weird thing, too, because a couple blogs ago, we you had uh, gotten an email from someone yes. who I thought was we heard from another friend had really, really lengthy balls. Yes. No. Who, what? I don't remember It was remember the this. kid that came to the mismatch game in the plaid pants. We heard pants. that he had lengthy balls? Right. Miss Piggy had told me that he had but really amazing him. balls. Did it turn out not to no, be him? No, it's a totally different person. Did yeah. you see his balls? No. All he right. may have them, but it's not it's he wasn't a friend of uh, Miss Piggy's. Oh, okay. So then that was a false alarm yeah, so to all of our listening. listeners. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Woo. Although his balls might be incredible, they were yeah, not the ones that we, we spoke don't. of. Right. Okay. So but I just thought that's kind of a strange Right? And look, here's the thing. I'm going to be 40 this year. Yeah. Welcome so to the I don't have time house. to hate myself for not having a, you know, 19-inch flaccid penis right. on a Sunday afternoon at the gym. Right. You know what I'm saying? Like, right. whatever. I, I, there's, there are other things on the list right. that I hate about myself before that. Right. Namely, what I'm about to do at Chevy's in about 20 minutes. It's going to be so good. Right? Yeah. But so uh, what are your thoughts on this? Um, I think it's interesting that a lot of times gay men and lesbians know stuff that that straight people usually find out the first time they go to bed together. Because also you hear a lot of of talk of yeah, chatter it, if other people know. Well, it's very common when you meet a new 
a guy that you're going to start dating that one of your friends maybe has already right. slept with them and you know or what they're been into with... or whatnot. Right. I think gays sometimes have more information. I don't think straight people, people have do. to deal with the top bottom right. issue right. If, if it's an issue at all, but sure. whatever, because, you know, basically everyone sort of knows what they're going to do when the time comes. Right. Whereas I think with gay men, there's a little more negotiating and somewhere along the line, we just decided we're going to open with that. Right. Right. Which well, is sometimes it's the first line in the ad. <laughs> exactly. Right out the headline. Gate. It's the headline of the it's ad. The, you got to put it right up in the top. What did you guys have the same incline on your treadmills? That'd be interesting. I was not close enough to see yeah. what. That's a good opening um, line. You what? Four point five. Yeah, that was quite a hill. Whew, whew. I didn't that's think funny. I was going to make it up yeah. the hill, but then I was. Uh, wow, that's cool. Now, did you chat, talk to him or have a moment? We spoke briefly. That's good though. But that was you know pre nudity. Right. Um, so did you I, do yeah. that old? Ugh, never fails. Always the next locker over. I actually did. I yeah. was like, "Wow, That's who saw course. that coming?" Yeah, there's something. It really, really is such a inane. cliche, but yeah. it is true. It happens, it happens all, all the, time. the time. It's true. So, God how are you life. liking New York City? I like it. Um, You're there it's writing cold. on the Big Gay Sketch Show. For I'm writing Logo. on the Big Gay Sketch Show. And for when's Logo. it going to air? They don't know. That's the thing. <laughs> That's the thing. Logo doesn't know. It has to do with. I don't know what it has to do with it. schedule, budget, whatever. We may be on in the fall of '99. What is this year? '99. You wish. really want to go back to the '90s so desperately. So bad. <laughs> I I'll tell. I'll get into that in a second. I um, it's either 2009 or possibly 2010. So we want to do an American Idol sketch, but we don't know who the judges are going to be. Like that's this wow. is our quandary. Yeah. So we have to try to pick topics that are evergreen. So they want you to do a yeah. topical current events comedy show yeah. of an that will be airing at an indeterminate possibly in the next era. decade. Right. So yeah. it, it may Right. It may be remember when we had that yeah. black president? Right. And um, wow. we're working on a sketch now that's the all heterosexual, all celebrity amazing race. And one of the teams is Anderson Cooper and his live-in pastry chef. Of course. Luis. They'd be a great but team. But they may have moved out, but something may change in that configuration by the time this you, airs. Like maybe the pastry chef could come out <laughs> before this episode right. and then the whole so, thing implodes like a house of cards. Exactly. So it's a little tricky to try to think of what you're I'm pretty sure of Anderson Cooper's culture. pastry chef is staying in the pantry. I think he's probably going to be in the pantry. I don't think you need to worry about I that. I don't think we need to worry about that. I want to do a sketch and I can't – I haven't sold it. I pitched it and it didn't fly so – so maybe it's just one moment where it's Anderson Cooper is playing celebrity millionaire or Jeopardy or whatever. Uh -huh. And the uh, question is, what was the name of Bette Midler's selfish actress character in the 1988 <laughs> Tearjerker Beaches? And he's sitting there holding the thing and you just see it on his face. Just a bead of sweat a trickling bead of sweat, down. Because he knows it. He knows it. I think he knows it. He yeah. knows it. He knows it. Everyone knows it. It's C.C. Bloom, for crying out loud. <laughs> and he knows it, but he knows he can't. And he's pushing. And it's like, but if you know, it, you're raising money for heads they? for kids. These are children with no heads. And every $1,000 <laughs> you win is a head for a kid. Who are the other celebrities? I thought maybe Tyler Perry could have his hand on a button. <laughs> maybe, so, maybe Sean Hayes. And it's literally. And they're all just eyes darting yeah, around the room. Dart, Looking to see if the other one's wow. going to do it. I think that's a funny moment, right? I'm going to go fight for e it. Oh, I'm sorry. Uh, oh, well, you know what? We've run out of time. Uh, and then Anderson's like, I, you know what's weird is that one day I was flashing between ESPN 1 yeah. and uh, CNBC. And there was, I, part of it was on. I, Bloom. Is, for some reason, I have Bloom <laughs> in my head. 
and wow. initials like B. C- That's okay. Maybe, you know what? It might be CC. I'm gonna. Th- <laughs> I'm taking a shot in the you dark. Know what? We're out of time, but we all go. We're gonna go to <laughs> our next. CC Bloom. It's our next question. This is worth a thousand dollars. Oh, a head for a kid. Who played Sybil Shepherd's alcoholic best friend on her self-titled <laughs> early '90s uh, sitcom? Like I know that. Oh. Wow, Tyler, you got anything, Tyler? Nothing. Ding, oh, ding, it seems ding, like you know what? Uh, oh, oh, so so sad. It was actually Christine Baranski. No one knew no, that. Nobody knew that. Blank. Really? Drawing a blank on that. That's interesting. Yeah. All right. Well, let's go to our final question. Okay. What is it? Uh, um, this movie musical oh, no. uh, co-starred no. Catherine Zeta-Jones. Nah. And Renee Zellweger. I got nothing. This is Final Jeopardy. Uh, Anderson Cooper, how much will you be betting on this Final Jeopardy I'm going to bet three kid heads. Wow. Yeah. No, but yeah. I like that thing. Just the, it's a short little thing. You see them sitting there sweating, and for some reason nobody has, wants to own up to it. No, but they want to win, so it's that drama. I was dating that. this girl, and she was really yeah, into musicals. Yeah, she liked musicals, and you know she did it on She's Broadway. She's a pastry chef. God, I fucked the shit out of her. <laughs> and the name of the thing was this was City and uh, Wow Chicago. Thank, there you go. Wow. Oh God wow. bless you. I hadn't thought about her. Those Titty fucked her, and it ended up uh, coming back to buy a head for a child. That's Isn't my that Slumdog Millionaire. You know, what's, you know what's ironic about that? <laughs> That is head was uh, her specialty. Yeah, and it turns out Whoa. all these years later it still yeah. is. Fuck you, Tyler Perry. I got that one. <laughs> head for kids. Oh, you want to fuck me? Really, <laughs> Anderson Cooper? You want to fuck me? Speaking of Tyler Perry, I saw my first Tyler Perry film in New York. My boss, it's a ritual to get as many people as possible and go on opening night to Tyler Perry movie uh, in Times Square. <laughs> Do you go to a particular part of town? Well, Times Square because it's packed oh. and it's a wide because mix I would of think. People. Well, you I would think you would not. Screen. You yeah. wouldn't want a wide mix. I would want to go to an urban area. Okay. Yeah. And unfortunately, this crowd wasn't that rowdy. I was a little disappointed, but I did get my first taste of Tyler Perry. And I'll tell you why it wasn't that rowdy. Because it mixed in with the Medea, the wacky fun Medea, is a very serious story about a hooker trying to get her life together, played by Keisha Knight Pullman, with the help of her Wait, old... Keisha Cosby? Yes, plays the hooker. And oh boy. Derek Luke is Felicia this Rashad must have been pissed. But Keisha was fine. The problem is this whole story is very serious in tone. And then they would shift back to Tyler Perry being Medea and wacky. So it was like um, Flip Wilson meets the accused tonally. So anytime you get caught up in the Medea That's wackiness. actually a good pitch. Yeah. It's actually could happen. <laughs> Maybe you could do that as a sketch. I'm yeah. a sketch of Flip Wilson right. in the accused. But I will say this. I thought that I wouldn't enjoy Medea. The character. But mm-hmm. he's funny as Medea and a good actor. Like, I, I liked it. And Medea, I thought, was going to be all self-righteous. But no, Medea raises hell. She, her, mor- her morality is very tenuous at best. Like, she will pick up somebody's car with a forklift if they looked at her funny. A forklift? So, a forklift. What, did she just have that in her purse? She did it in a Kmart parking lot, I believe. And it was, uh, it was in the trailer, Tony. I don't know how you missed that. I don't C.C. know how Bloom. I missed it. <laughs> um, and then, but there's this weird thing in Tyler Perry movies, I, as I understand, which is always this tonal shift, but there's a bad girl vixen at the, at, that had to be exposed and had to get her comeuppance. I love that you, how you're tap dancing around it because you don't want to give away anything. Right. Like, spoiler alert. She's a lawyer, and then she was a shady <laughs> lawyer, and she was Derek Luke's fiance, but Derek Luke should be with Keisha Knight Pullman, even though she's a hooker. Uh, but anyway, not only did he have to... Um, the point I'm trying to get to is there is a moment in the movie where it's all revealed, and Derek Luke, you know, kicks her to the curb. But I think there's a part of this audience 
Tyler Perry's sensibility that she has to be humiliated in public. So she goes down really hard at her own wedding. It wasn't enough to kind of have a showdown in the office. Is she also light-skinned? Yes, she is. I think she might be Latino. I don't even know if oh, she's... Oh, wait a damn minute. <laughs> I know. I'm not sure what her deal is. But yes, she's like a skinny bitch. And she goes down so hard. And there's a part of the audience that's kind of has this kick that's a little um, twisted, I think. I enjoy that. I Look, yeah. I don't want to weigh in on the light skin, dark skin or any of that stuff. Um, right. Because I don't get a vote. You know, that's right. fine. Um, but I kind of like... The idea that he's created a world with sort of absolute archetypes. Right. Like, and the, the morality is the, the lighter really your skin, kind of the more evil you are. And I'm not saying that there's any accuracy there. Right. Um, but um, the, I do think that's kind of interesting. Yeah. The Entertainment Weekly article I thought was really fascinating. I'm going to dive into that on my next flight, which is coming but up. But what about Tyler Perry on Oprah? Oh, we have to get into this. Have you watched this? I have seen only moments of it, but. Our very first conversation when I picked you up, we immediately went to El Pollo Loco to have right. those new chicken carnitas, which are so fucking They're good. They're crispy on the outside. They're I don't so understand. good. How do we get back? Everything comes back to Mexican food. And uh, immediately we were both upset about the Bentley conversation. Well, of course. Oprah on Fridays when she does her pseudo view thing where it's, it's Consuelo. Letting her go live once a week is a huge mistake. Because she reveals like her real Oprah-ness and it's fascinating. Like Even before the Bentley conversation – she and Gail were talking about a previous conversation they'd had about couple talk and how they yeah. think couple talk is so cute. And couple talk would be like something you would say to your mate like, um, I'm going to – I'm at the drugstore. Do you need anything? Or, um, oh, I got you some milk. Or like sweet little nothing conversations that are part of day-to-day life. Right. Couple talk. Oprah revealed that her idea of couple talk is <laughs> my jet or yours. And she wow. said it sort of yeah. like, yeah, that's my thing. And it's true. It is her idea of couple talk. And yet it was so weird. She didn't have that filter of like, oh. Yeah, it doesn't even occur to her that these women in the audience are, are all sitting there in their pastel, yeah. solid color blouses. Right. Not knowing whether right. they can actually, if their husband will actually right. bring home any milk. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> They're looking around that audience going, who am I going to eat when yeah. we don't have any food? Like, and so well, that put was. Put me down a, for a, sli- a slice of Mark Consuelos, would you please? Oh, wow. Please? Break me off a piece of that cake, Hagar. Oh, my goodness. And then, so and then Tyler Perry was on there, and Oprah's like, I'm going to tell a story about Tyler Perry that I've never told before. And so I was like, wow. <laughs> and okay. you know, in the booth, yeah. there were a bunch the of right white lady. ladies. A bunch of yeah. white ladies were freaking out yeah. in the booth when she says that. Yeah. I'm going to tell a story I've never told before. Uh oh. Oh, God. Yeah, this is what happens on Fridays. So she's <laughs> talking about how. When Tyler Perry went to Oprah land to show Oprah one of his movies a while, a few movies ago, uh, afterwards, he and Gail and Oprah went to Millie's, Oprah's favorite place, to eat lunch in Tyler's Bentley, white Bentley. And Oprah and Gail couldn't stop talking about how cool that car was. And Oprah's like, and we're not car people. And we were just, that was the most beautiful car I'd ever seen. We loved it. Right, Gail? Oh, yeah. Loved it, Oprah. That car was so amazing. Loved it. Went to Millie's. Awesome. Well, months later, it's Christmas time. Oprah goes outside, and what's there but a white Bentley from Tyler Perry. Tyler Perry gave her a white Bentley. So she calls up Gail and says, Gail, you won't believe this. Tyler Perry got me a white Bentley. And I'm not even boinking him or anything. There's a shock, Yeah, right. We could have sworn you were, you know, tossing a salad and such. (laughs) And uh, and And Gail Gail didn't get a Bentley because she's lighter skinned than Oprah. No, she's – what happened was she was due a Bentley, but there was a mess up. And somebody (laughs) – believe me, somebody's balls are in a vice to this moment because that didn't happen. So Gail gets on the horn to Tyler Perry and says, thank you so much for doing that for Oprah. She always does big, extravagant things for people. And nobody ever gets to do that for her. And so it really means a lot. And – 
uh, the next day, Gail got her Bentley, same Bentley, and uh, both of them got white Bentleys from Tyler Perry. So they're telling this story as though it were you or I going, I saw this T-shirt, and I knew Tony yeah, liked it. Exactly. And, I, you know, like it was a little thoughtful nothing. I know you like Girl Scout Thin Mints. Yeah. So I so got you a box, the, the, and I put them in, yeah. At the uh, 99 Cent Star, which we'll get to. Yeah. Wow, those are good. Um so they're telling it very – and Tyler Perry is kind of look, got this look on his face like he kind of gets it. And he goes, oh, this is before the economy crashed. So he's trying <laughs> to do something to make it seem a little less – what's the word? Gross. And uh, he doesn't succeed. But Oprah and Gail keep going on and on about Well, my the fantasy about that is that um, – oh, uh, that Gail's mm-hmm. has um, a GPS right. and Oprah's doesn't. Oprah's has a cassette. Right. Oh, and, oh, oh. Yeah, and that Oprah can't Oprah, handle yeah. that Gail actually – hers came a day later, yeah. but it's maybe – It's a little more loaded. It's Right? Yeah. Because of the because they felt bad that it was late, so they yeah. put some extra stuff in it. Ooh. And, that, and Oprah's like, I'm pretty yeah. – you know what? I'm pretty sure – I think that was – I think yeah. that one was supposed to be – I think what the card said was, here, Oprah, give this to Gail. Yeah. Love, Tyler – and then I think he was delivering yours to my house. Right. And then the next day was when mine was – I'm pretty sure – like that's my uh, that's, that's my your fantasy. that's your fantasy. Look, we need to wrap this up. So I know. let's thank our sponsors. And now I just want to say that the um, Bentley is now like the ab roller would be for anyone else just sitting in the garage somewhere dusty. <laughs> covered in like dust. it's so it's so it's that, you know, it's that soul <laughs> effects you bought when you were really that's where the equivalent of those Bentleys right now. Those fucking Bentleys. Well, let's thank our sponsors, Clean right. George uh, and All Natural Hand Sanitizer. Yep. You can get more information about that at cleangeorge.com. And VanityMark.com, they make my favorite lip balm, Dr. Kiss. Such good stuff. Yeah. All right, you guys. Uh, we'll be back in a couple weeks with another webisode. This is The Comedy Couch with... Dennis Hensley. 